what's crazy is you know the idea that I've been I've been working fortunately in this business for 40 years and to a whole generation I will be the funny video guy and that's kind of cool it's actually very, you know, it's very cool because, you know, I was the tap dance kid. I was the Pepsi kid. I was on Silver Spoons. I was, you know, Carlton Fresh Prince. I, you know, there, there's a generation that was like, you know, dance with the stars. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, I might go out of this world being the funny video guy. That was Alfonso Ribeiro, AFB's current host, also known as the funny video guy. So far, we've taken a look at how AFB came to be. We've heard from the past hosts and from the folks who make the show happen week after week. One burning question we have yet to discuss. How is AFB still on the air when there's YouTube? Well, I'm here today to get to the bottom of it. How can a fun, family-friendly video clip show thrive in the digital era? And we'll talk to AFB's current host, You might know him from Dancing with the Stars, sitcoms like Silver Spoons or The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, or that Pepsi commercial. You know I'm talking about Alfonso Ribeiro. I'm your host, Brittany Hyde, and you're listening to America. This is you. AFB isn't just on TV. We've got a pretty major online presence, too. I would know. I work in the digital department. We've got millions upon millions of fans on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and yes, even YouTube. About that. Back when YouTube first came about, it hit AFB like an earthquake. Remember Richard Connor from episode three? Here he is talking about when YouTube came on the scene. A real dark moment was Vin called us down to his office and he hit the play button on his computer and my cat's montage from season 12, which was done to this famous classical piece. And it's got to be one of the most viral videos ever made, that montage. That montage went viral, you know, in 2002. Mm -hmm. And it's still up. And it doesn't look good. It's fuzzy. But it's been reposted so many times and you'll watch it and it'll repost and it'll have 65 million views and then you'll see somebody else has it has 180 million views. It's one of the most viral, but that was bad news that they had our video. We didn't know, we didn't, we thought that was bad. We thought, okay, now they can just, maybe people can just take our content and put it on there and then we're really screwed. It caused a lot of worry. It caused a big worry on two fronts. First front was, wow, here is an outlet for people to watch videos. Why would they watch our show anymore? That was worry number one. Worry number two was when YouTube started monetizing, Now, people had a motivation to upload to them for a financial purpose. So that was really the only advantage we had, right? We had a prize. Now YouTube had a prize. Sometimes it could be very lucrative if a clip went viral. So those were two things that did scare us. Are people going to send us their clips anymore? Um, Is anybody going to want to watch a network show about clips anymore? Michelle Nasraway from Episode 2 shares similar fears. So when YouTube first came on the scene, there were definitely moments of concern for us. YouTube was starting to become a household name, and we started to see our 
unattributed content all over their platform. We couldn't control what we felt was uh, rampant thievery at the time. I mean, here they were making money off of it in, in some way. Um, it was not branded as AFE, and we were pretty upset about it. We really started to um, fight back, and we were, you know, we were calling our lawyers every day saying we've just discovered another compilation on YouTube, but more of our clips. Let's give them a cease and desist. Let's get it off of there. Let's figure it out. And then at some point, it was just, it was not controllable. It was terrifying for the staff that after 20 plus successful seasons, AFE could be wiped out in what felt like the blink of an eye. User generated content is our domain. Everyone got a little up in arms, but luckily, cooler heads prevailed. Here's what Ben has to say about it. Well, I got to tell you, when YouTube first started, I was at a a car show. I'm a car collector. And I, the show had ended, and I came back to my room, and there was a report on, on CBS News and said, here's something new. It's YouTube, and, and you can take stuff, and you can move it around, and you can share it with people. We want to show you some things we saw. So they ran six clips. Four of them were ours. I went nuts. Um, and for many years, we tried to uh, stop people from stealing our videos. And then finally, we realized... Why don't we share stuff? And it became much more advantageous. And the, the difference with our show is it's curated. It's curated to be funny. It's curated that we also have the rights to everything that we show. And on YouTube, you know, you can go through 100 videos and you might find three that are funny. Ours are genuinely funny. And that's the big difference. People know... They can come to our show on a Sunday night. They're going to laugh. Rather than continue to fight it, we embraced it. And we embraced the fact that it, it actually helped us promote the show. And we created our own YouTube channels. We branded all that content and put it up there ourselves. And ultimately, I, I thank God for YouTube. What can I say? The fans have spoken, and they still want AFB, even in the era of YouTube. People did keep tuning into our show because it was a show where you could turn it on and you wouldn't have to touch the remote for an hour. There wouldn't be something coming on where you had to yank your kid out of the room. That's the fear of YouTube or any, any internet situation. Um, it turns out, People did want a curated show that was safe. They didn't have to worry about uh, the content or the vulgarity or nudity or people getting hurt badly. Uh, it was safe for the family. And so I think it was those little families, those family, young families with a couple of kids. I think they're the ones that hung on to us. Eventually, we did business with them and we became a big part of YouTube, right? We became a big, um, we made the decision not right at the beginning, but fairly early on, we made the decision, okay, let's work with this. Let's start an AFE channel. Let's get an, a YouTube presence of our own. And then we expanded that. Let's have, well, uh, well, let's have a Facebook presence. Let's have a, eventually an Instagram presence. Turns out that the digital world welcomed AFE on the digital platform, so that was good. So, so we survived on the network, and then we flourished on the digital side. 
So, I mean, we started um, programming content on YouTube and Facebook. And then as other uh, platforms, uh, Vine, which is like now defunct, um, but, you know, TikTok and, and Snapchat and have been able to sort of realize what the brand is on these different platforms. Uh, again, using clips, using compilations. But now as we enter the 30th anniversary, it's really even taking it a step further as to going beyond just using the clips and what kind of other personalities embody the brand and can represent the brand other than Alfonso in the digital world to you know appeal to different audiences, but also to provide addition, additional value than just the clips. I mean, I think the one thing that has happened in the digital space is there's just so much now clips and viral video. So we're always looking at how do we a have the best for our audience and how do we also provide additional value like if they can get that somewhere else how do we offer something that's special now here's the incredibly talented host of afb alfonso ribeiro i asked him what he thought about youtube we were the beginning before YouTube, right? Like, um, I think that people are used to looking at clips now um, because of AFV, you know, onto YouTube. So it doesn't feel like a tough transition for people to come back to the TV and watch it like this. It's actually one of those things where you want to say to network television, you see, AFV is YouTube on TV, and that's why it's still successful because people can watch it in small clips. They're okay watching something that doesn't have to connect to the next week. That is literally this week. I watch these. I can watch half the show. I can watch three quarters of the show. I can watch the whole show. It doesn't really change their enjoyment. They're going to watch the videos until they get, you know, distracted and go somewhere else and come back, and, and it still works. It still works. Well, clearly. Want to hear how Alfonso became the host of AFE? Of course you do. Um, well, I, I was doing um, Dancing with the Stars, and um, after I won, they basically kind of wanted to sit down with me and talk about, you know, what kind of things I might be interested in doing um, with the network. And uh, there was a picture of Tom on the wall in Rob Mills's office, and I said, you know, that. Uh, and he goes, well, that's great because that's actually what, you know, we'd love for you to to do with us. And, uh, you know, Tom is leaving, and so we're looking for someone that um, we believe will be great. And, uh, you know, so um, I went in and, and did a, a screen test with Vin and, and at the um, on the set, um, and they sent it out to the fans and, and did a, a focus group, and it came back with me being the guy. I mean, they, they, they certainly looked at, you know, uh, a bunch of other people, and uh, luckily enough for me, I was the the chosen one. And did Tom Bergeron have a hand in getting Al's foot in the AFB door? He did. He did. I mean, he played a major role in this for me. Um, uh, having you know spent the eleven weeks with him on dancing, and I think he saw obviously saw something in me that he felt would translate well to the show, um, and was a huge supporter. I mean, he told ABC, he told Vin, told Michelle. I mean, he 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 stood up and said, "I think as I'm leaving, this is a guy that can take this show and continue." And and uh, I believe in him, and that was a. It was a huge thing. It was a huge thing for, obviously, all the powers that be. But I think more importantly, it was a huge thing for the audience. Um, you know, it's like telling someone that it's okay to love the next person. 
You know, it's a vote of approval. Um, and sometimes the audience needs to know that because they don't know all that's going on behind the scenes. Even even some of the fans didn't realize that Tom had decided to leave. Mm-hmm. They just thought that I was getting his job. Gotcha. And that's a very difficult thing for people when you've mm-hmm. been coming into their homes for 15 years, mm-hmm. that now all of a sudden someone else is kicking that guy out. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that at all. It was a passing of the torch. Man, I love brushing up on the classics. I also love brushing up on the... Brand newsics? <laughs> You're about to see why all their packages get left on the front lawn. As you've likely noticed, with each host comes a different style of hosting. Bob does VO, Daisy laughs, John makes fun, and Tom is the straight man. What's Alfonso's take? The videos are the stars of the show. Right. Um, I'm there. I'm an assist. Right. So if we're going to look at it like, you know, basketball terms, um, I'm the point guard. Right. The point guard doesn't always score, but every once in a while he needs to score. Um, And that's what we do with voiceover. Right. Um, Or on certain jokes, you know, on set, trying to, you know, find funny ways of going into the videos. Um, But very much about delivering those videos, you know, with the perfect timing, perfect pass to score every time. So um, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a point guard. So one of the things that I will do is not look at videos that I don't do voiceover for so that when I'm actually in the studio and the videos are playing in front of the live audience that I get to enjoy it with the audience myself. So it's like, you know, being at a show while working at a show. Um, so I, I will absolutely laugh. I love when people get scared because, like, to me that's still almost like an epic fail, right? Like someone was – chilling and then they lost their stuff because of a visual or someone walking up or someone jumping on them or whatever. Alfonso doesn't just share the show with the masses. His four kids get in on the fun too. I get to enjoy this as a family man. I get to enjoy it with my kids. Um, Just last night, you know, going over videos um, for the show and, you know, the voiceovers and all of that. I, you know, my kids will come and sit on my lap and they'll watch the videos with me as I'm going through them. And and, uh, that's something that is very different than obviously, you know, when I was young growing up. But um, the industry has changed. Times have changed. Um, and this show is uh, standing the test of time, and I think it's because of the fact that it is a, such a family show, mm-hmm. right? Kids and adults and grandparents and, and the like can all enjoy it together. Speaking of family... The company, Vindabona Productions, um, is a family, and they treat it that way, and they treat everyone, you know, like family members, and that to me is... Um, you know, exactly what you're looking for at this point in my life, right? It's, it's everything that I want to feel part of it, to feel um, respected and loved and, and, and vice versa, um, to really care about the people that you work for and work with. It's true. Vindabona Productions, the company behind AFE, it's like a family. And that comes from the top. That comes from Vin, who has always perpetuated that throughout the years. I mean, when we have a birthday party for him every year and we go in the conference room and he pretends to be surprised that we're all in there, and he always gives a speech where he is complimenting us and making us feel good. And, you know, I'm always, I'm always astounded by that. It's his birthday. We're celebrating him and he's the boss, but he wants to make us feel great. And that is him through and through and with every interaction. 
Honestly, if he is not the nicest guy in television, I don't know who is. I love my AFE family. Uh, I just saw Vin uh, for the first time in a couple of years, and we were hugging and actually crying because I knew Vin from so far away and long ago, and uh, he's one of the greatest gentlemen I've ever known. Working here is just such a... I don't want to sound cliche, but it's just such a treat. It's really a privilege because, you know, we've a lot of us have been here together for a long time now. You make the closest friends. Michelle and Tamika are two of my closest friends in the world. Michael and Eric, the two writers, dear friends. Um, Vin kind of presides over all of this in this amazingly gentle, warm, loving manner. Um, when my mom passed away, Vin was just showed up. I didn't even know, but he, there he was in the church. Um, Michelle showed up, others showed up. Um, it goes beyond making a show with them. It's just like you, you connect with people. You all realize you're lucky to be working on something like this. And so you don't take it for granted and you, and you do your best at it and you work hard at it. And you're just grateful for it. There's nothing better than real life. And when people have cameras and they're getting clips and they're taking, you know, video of their lives, um, that's the journey that we're all on. We're all on this individual journey together. And um, we're showing a little piece of the real world, of the real lives, and the real fun, and the real laughter that happens as to why we're all here. Um, and that kind of feels deep with it being so shallow. At the end of the day, laughter is real. Laughter is fun. This show is a little mirror back at you. You know, this is you, America. This is your world. This is the laughter you bring to us and to others. And we never want that to change. America's Funniest Home Videos. Well, we've reached the end of our five-part podcast series, America, This Is You, made in partnership with SiriusXM. Was that a smooth transition or what? In case it wasn't completely obvious, it was an absolute pleasure to take you on this AFB journey. Thank you for listening. Seriously. Rob Schulte and I produced this episode and the entire series together. I wouldn't have it any other way. It was mastered by Jim Billadieu, the reigning master of all masters, Andrew, do not call him Andy, for goodness sake, Bruce, he did all that audio engineering. Additional help was provided by Michael Fichet, Kelsey Albright, and So Choi. Thank you to the endlessly charming Alfonso Ribeiro and to the he doesn't need any qualifiers, Richard Connor. Thank you all for sharing your time with me. I owe you one. Always, always thank you to Michelle Nasway. Much like AFE the TV show, this podcast couldn't have gotten made without you. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, thank you, Ven, for letting me make this. I still can't believe you did that, but I'm really glad you did. Thank you. But it made us feel good. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. You just won $10,000. Thank you so much. And-
Hopefully we'll see you back for our $100,000. Yes, please. There's just one more thing. When I was sitting in Michelle's office asking her all about her nearly 30 years at AFE, I noticed something. Okay, one more question. As uh, someone who's been with AFE for 30 years, how is it that you um, have a treadmill? That is an excellent question. I never use it. 